Hello guys, welcome to Panomad Bank Podcast. I'm your host, Bengali Oyin. This is a conversation between I and Father Loma, the founder of our Catholic Church. And this conversation was recorded about four weeks ago. And in that time frame between this and, and this moment, the topics we, we discussed have taken on a new significance. Like evolution and natural selection, the omniscient property, property of God, God's love, hell and heaven, philosophy, and a little bit of politics, you know, a, a little bit of politics at the end. And I would love for you guys to actually listen to what I actually said about politics, about 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 Nigeria, about what about the question we would, we would ask God if, if we could actually sit with him. And the question I actually asked him when we actually sat together. I hope you guys could actually, uh, uh, those who are not Catholic, Catholics could actually learn from this, you know, like the Christians who are actually not Catholic could actually learn from these words and, and the way, the way they actually canonize sins and, and, and the way they declare miracles, which is actually a step forward, a step forward in, in, in the, in the, in the plague of, of, of fake miracles and, 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 and the world we, we, we find ourselves, we find our, ourselves, which I actually talked about. Oh, and one of the things we actually discussed was uh, evolution and natural selection. That is, that is very important to me. That was very important to me. And, and it actually ended up with me giving him a book by by uh, uh, Richard Dawkins. Giving him a book by Richard Dawkins. And I hope at, at a later date, we will be able to discuss more on the topic. One thing I, that is worth noting is that the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church as a whole, Father uh, Pope Francis, like I, I will actually be linking the evidence down in the description, has acknowledged the evidence of evolution that we humans actually evolved, evolved like 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 not as is not an intelligent designer rocket, is not a creationist, but evolution and natural selection, uh, and and the evidence for that, the evidence for for evolution and natural selection i will be linking that in the description and, and i hope you guys could actually check that let check that out that we humans actually evolved from from our ape like ape like ancestors you know and people ask questions like if there are still apes you no know, if there are still apes in, in the wilderness and in, in, in the forest why why haven't they evolved into into human and just like asking that if there are still cats you know cats roaming about why haven't they evolved into lions or evolved into since they are of the, of the same family? But the thing is, a modern animal can't actually evolve evolve into a modern animal. A a, a chimpanzee can't evolve into into a, a human. We share a common ancestor. We we are not. We they, they can't actually evolve into what we are what we are today. And I can't actually say really say what they would be in the future, like in, in a million years time. But that is the question. The basic question that people actually have evolution. But natural selection doesn't actually work that way. And I hope you guys actually enjoyed this conversation. And I hope you guys actually subscribe. Like, click the subscription button. And like subscribe to this channel. It is very important. And for those who are sponsoring this conversation, who have sponsored this conversation, and all of all everyone subscribe supporting this channel, I say I say a big thank you to you guys. Thank you and subscribe. Share this video if you actually enjoyed it. I'm very sure you enjoyed the conversation, especially the miraculous part and the politics part. Philosophy also, you enjoy it. So, click the subscribe button and share share it on your timeline, share it on Twitter, share it on Facebook, share it on on every on everywhere, every every platform. Enjoy. All right, sir. Please be close to me. You you've previously said people don't need Jesus to to give birth or make money. Uh, people don't need Jesus to get married or 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 do uh, most of the things. Sure, a lot of things. Sure. Uh, you were trying to you were trying to make the distinction between what we need God from and and the purpose God actually serves just actually serves in our life. Uh, is there any part of our life that is that is independent of 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 God that that actually needs God like all of us as humans? Okay, so I made that statement more as a correctional statement over a trend I noticed in Christians. Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So there is a specification, there is a specificity to the mission of Jesus. Remember that Jesus is not man who became God. No, he is God who became man. He took flesh. So there is a specific reason why he came. So Christians have been programmed to go to church or thinking that for them to make it in life, marry, have children, uh, be wealthy, that they must 
necessarily have it in church, like profess the Christian faith. And I'm like, no. And the, the bad thing there is that it was knocking off the priority or the main reason why we go to church. So I was making that in context of correcting them that, yes, it is true. Experientially, you don't need to be a Christian to be rich, to have job, to marry. There are no Christians who are doing having that without professing uh, believing. You are looking at you are looking at one of them. Jesus. Like yeah. Oh, okay. So good for you. So, so you don't need um, specifically the right way should be. You don't need to profess faith in Christ Jesus or even in God to have the good things of life. Mm. So before Jesus came in the flesh, people were marrying. People were getting rich. People were having jobs. Yeah. So marriage, money, job weren't the problems of the world that we can't solve as human beings that God had to come in the flesh. So we shouldn't be making that look like that's what the Christian faith is all about. And so when Christians are giving that as incentives for coming to church, it is an anomaly. Jesus didn't do that. He never gave any of those a call any material incentive, all the apostles say, God, he will tell them, follow me. Some of them were doing well, someone like Matthew. Matthew was a rich man, tax collector. Jesus said, follow me. Jesus never told him, follow me and I will make you controller general of, uh, of, of Rome. Yeah. No, he just said, follow me. So that was the correction. Then, on your second question, are there any areas of life where we don't need God? No. First and foremost, having made that first statement, um, John 1, Gospel of John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and through him all things were made. So there was nothing that was made that was not made through him. So in other words, Jesus is the source of everything in this world. It was through him that everything came. So everything a human beings are enjoying in this world now came through him by the scripture of John 1, 1 to 3. Genesis 1 accounts God as the creator. You know, and Acts chapter 17, he says, in him we live and move and have our being. We may not recognize that we need God. Doesn't cancel the fact that we actually need him. God is like the ocean. We are like the fish. The fish may not acknowledge or worship the ocean. The, uh, the fish may not even be conscious of the fact that the ocean is the reason why it is alive. But that does not change the fact. And the ocean doesn't seem to care whether the, sheep, uh, sorry, whether the fish worships it or not. And this is also where the goodness of God shines that many Christians don't understand. Matthew 5, Jesus said he makes his, his son to shine both on the wicked and the righteous, his rain to fall both on the good and the bad. That Even though Many of us do not acknowledge God. He still does not discriminate in blessing people. He doesn't bless me because I go to church and worship him much more than you, any other person who doesn't go to church or even believe in any uh, religion, so to say. That, that for me as a Christian speaks of the, the, how do I put it, the reckless generosity of God himself that you don't even need to worship him to deserve his love, because nobody deserves love. So, we may think we don't need him, but in actual fact, we are already living in him. He's the reason why we are alive. So that's what my faith tells me, and I believe it with my whole heart and with my whole intelligence. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm an atheist, you know, and I actually find it, you know, like, like, uh, like I don't like the label being uh, being called an atheist, but I actually find that very hard. Uh, to actually, you know, it's like I even find it impossible not hard to actually find an area of my life, you know, that that is actually that is actually dependent on actually on me believing in something, you know. You no, know, I, I a lot of like feeling all I wonder. Like I, I can look back on my Christian days and and look at the inspiration I actually got from church. when I I stay in churches and and we we sing and pray. I feel this sense of bliss and 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 uh, and you know that I, I still feel all to today, just in something differently, you know, just in something, something different. I I find it uh, uh, very difficult to actually look at. Do, do you think there's actually an aspect of my life, you know, that would actually say that you would actually say is impossible to actually live with an aspect of my life, of my life, you know, without God? 
you think you are, like I just said, take my analogy of the fish and the water. You, in your conscious intelligence, think that you don't need God for anything. Hmm. And I am saying to you that it is like the statement of a fish saying, I don't believe in the, I can't worship the ocean and all of that. But the environment in which the fish lives is the ocean. Take the fish out of the ocean or the sea, the fish is dead. So what I'm saying to you is that whether you acknowledge it or not, eh? Yeah. Your existence subsists. God is the substratum of your existence. He doesn't care whether you acknowledge him or not, but it's for your own good that you do. Well, I, I, I've never seen, I've never actually uh, seen that part of it anyway. And I, I, I actually spoke with Shore, you know, and, and he's, he's not religious either. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't think there is an aspect of his life that actually needs that also. You know, so, Shore uh, that we saw on camera coming to court yeah. with a traditionalist Muslim and, yeah, and yeah. So we, how, we, what, what, what makes you think he doesn't believe? We had, we had a conversation and he actually told me, you know, and this will be on tape, you know, just if you are uh, for the listeners, just, uh, uh, it will be, it will be on YouTube, you know, uh, uh, what, on why he actually did what he did. He told me personally that he did it for the satire, like, you know, just to actually make, just to actually uh, show people that there is actually not, nothing wrong with it. If someone actually wears, uh, 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 a traditional, uh, a traditional clothes to court or any, anywhere, you know, the people shouldn't discriminate. That just, that just, a Christian is just wearing it, you know, the way a Muslim is wearing it and the, the father is also wearing it, you know. Anyway, well, let's just go. <laughs> alright, alright, alright. Uh, uh, what do you think about, about prophecies, you know, uh, and, and, and destiny. What do you think? Uh, do you think, do you think, uh, uh, prophecies can actually come true even if we have free will, you know, like, you know, how could we, how could God know the future? That, that's just, just the meaning, you know, how could God know the future? If I have the ability to actually know the future, if I have the ability to actually decide for myself. So, uh, here is the classical question of, uh, God's foreknowledge and then free will. Yeah. So prophecy, yeah, prophecy happens. I believe in prophecy. Um, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ is, is the fulfillment of a fulfillment of a prophecy that was given um, several years before he was actually born during the time. Like, of all right. Um, so yes, I, I believe in a prophecy, and prophecy does not undermine free will. It doesn't contradict free will. They are not mutually exclusive. Um, God's foreknowledge and all that doesn't exclude human uh, freedom to take decisions. So, yes, the birth of Jesus Christ was foretold several hundreds of years. Isaiah 7, 14, the virgin shall conceive and give birth. And so many other things that happened on the cross to him. Where? So, does he contradict the concept of free will? No. They are not mutually exclusive, like I said. Prophecies more like are those special interventions, special interventions that God does for specific reasons. So they don't happen all the time. They don't happen all the time. In fact, one prophecy can last for a thousand years mm-hmm. or several hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. In fact, the biblical kinds of prophecy we see, most of them last for 500, from, uh, you know, hundreds of years before they get to be uh, fulfilled one, uh, one way or the other. So it doesn't contradict. Uh, uh, what, what about destiny? God's plan, you know. You know. Destiny, God, God, like God actually says, uh, He has a plan for every. In the book of Jeremiah, I think Jeremiah chapter twenty or so, that uh, uh, before you were born, I had a plan for you. I already knew you, you know. And a lot of people actually quote that part. You know, I don't know if God is just specifically referring to Jeremiah or to all of us, you know. So, uh, uh, like the idea of destiny, if God has a plan for us, you know, and and he knows for certainty what is going to happen, 100%. You know, and he has a plan, you know. Could we actually diverge from his plan? Or, or, or would we even be said to be responsible for the things we do? Mm. And stuff like that. You know, that's... It's, it's a philosophical problem. Mm. I will not... Um, uh, I will not uh, pretend like that doesn't bring some conceptual uh, problems when you're arguing about it. But... Still, foreknowledge is not something as for cause. But is God is actually saying is, is the cause, but through the no. words of the Bible. No. Foreknowledge, God's foreknowledge does not mean causality. That God knows the end from the beginning. 
Mm. Uh, does not mean that God is teleprompting everything we are doing. Your, uh, God knows the tendencies in man. He knows what a man is likely going to end up to do. But he will still let man do what he wants to do. Like I said, if God wants to intervene for any time as against your will, mm. he is the Almighty, he could still do that. But generally, uh, preponderantly, free will. That is even part of the reason why Adam and Eve fell in the in the garden. Mm. It's a test of free will. Mm-hmm. You know, so some people misunderstand destiny. They think that destiny is a computer program. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, destiny is not a computer program. Destiny is not like God. Okay, the day he conceived you in his mind, he programmed you, you must be a medical doctor. That means even if you don't even if you don't go to school or you don't do anything, you, you still be a medical up. doctor. No, that's that's not destiny. That's <laughs> not what God has for us is good plan. Yeah. Okay, God has plan. This plan is potentiality, opportunity. You know, you can go and be anything. I mean, Chimamanda Adichie. You're speaking Igbo. Is that Igbo? No, I just got the name of Chimamanda Adichie. Okay, okay. The author. Okay. The, the, uh, the, the person, American okay. Or okay. The popular Nigerian author. She writes pharmacy. Uh, but she's a, a global name in a novel. She's a writer. Well. She's an author. Is, 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 is she a medical writer? No. She's just writing. Yes. Oh, you don't have a Chimamanda. Chimamanda. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, you can just recommend me a book. Ah, Americana, uh, Half of a Yellow Sun, Purple mm-hmm. Hibiscus. Oh, Purple Hibiscus. Yeah, okay, okay. I'll actually check it out. That's, you know. that's, that's, there has won so many. Um, you know, so did God program her to become both or what? No. God's grace is there. You can become what you want. God's grace is But it's not like God actually programs, you know. But do you think God actually knows those are they're actually going to hell and, and those are going to heaven? If God knows by what you do. Mm-hmm. God knows by what you do. Mm-hmm. Not uh, not a, not not like um, a preconceived determination that you must go to hell to hell. Mm-hmm. I think there are some religions that believe in predetermination. Yeah. That if you're a lot of people in Christianity even believe, believe it's in a wrong belief. Some people think that if you are destined to go to heaven, no matter how bad you are, no matter what evil you do, you will end in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. And some believe that if you're destined to go to hell, no matter how good you are, no matter what you do, you go to hell. No, 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 that's not true. It's your action, free will. So okay. once again, let me repeat, not, I am not prejudicial to the complexities in this whole argument, to the yeah, intricacies yeah. in it. Yeah. But let me say it one more, that foreknowledge does not mean um, causality. causality. All right, all right. That is actually clear. Foreknowledge doesn't mean the, the idea of om- omniscience, you know, it's just something that we have to actually talk about, like no, some other time, you know, uh, talk about more, some other... Uh, uh, how do you think we would be able to distinguish uh, between uh, a legitimate miracle and, and an appeal to ignorance? You know, because when people see, I, I heard someone who actually said, this is funny, I heard someone who actually said that, that a bridge was empty, like, you know, the people, a, a car was about to fall into a ditch, a big ditch, and this pastor called out a bridge, you know. You call that the, I'm not actually. I'm not actually saying you know, that's actually far-fetched. You know, I'm not actually saying it didn't happen. No, but how do you actually? How do we actually know that that an, an healing or something is actually a, a legitimate miracle? How do we know that? Well, I I can't speak for others, but for us in the Catholic Church, mm. before the Catholic Church proclaims any miracle as objective, authentic, and beyond doubt. Mm. It must subject it, or she subjects it to. Can you please lower just the height of the my, my, the, no this side, yeah, 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 just like that, yeah, yeah. The 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 claim yeah. of that miracle must be subjected to. I'm very careful to, to, now to yes. scientific, rigorous scientific investigation. Let's take um, healing for instance. If somebody claimed to be healed, okay, so what where were you healed of cancer? Well, the church is going to set up a panel of. Uh, scientists, medical doctors, uh, and others who have something to do in that field, you know. So yeah. they have to check his record before. Did this guy actually have cancer? Yes. Which hospital has he been to? The doctors will be consulted. Their records will be shown. Yeah, this guy actually had cancer. Was there any drug you gave him that was capable of curing him? 
No. Okay. So it means that the doctors have even told him you are going to die in two, three months because there is no cure for uh, cancer. Then all of a sudden, this guy shows up and the doctors test and discover that there is no more cancerous cells in his body. The doctors are going to ask, how did it happen? And the guy will say, I went for prayer and the priest prayed for me and I got healed. So the church is going to follow that rigorous investigation. First of all, establish that he had cancer. Mm. He was having medical attention. The drugs he was given had no, had no possibility of curing him. And then now he is free of cancer after the same rigorous medical test. And if every natural means or every natural explanation, explanation for his cure is eliminated, yeah. then the church can now say, this guy had a miracle. Mm. And if the source of his miracle is a saint, like somebody that is about to be canonized, the church puts it as part of the reason why the person will be uh, canonized. canonized yes. So in the Catholic Church, miracles that officially yeah. are documented and used authoritatively undergo such rigorous um, scientific investigation. And the investigators are not Catholics only. Mm. In fact, majority of them will be non-Catholics, but who are experts in their various um, fears. I don't know if you guys have heard the, about the phenomenon of the Holy Communion using Catholic Church. Some of them turning to become human flesh. Mm. Yes. I've never heard of it. Oh yeah, we we'll call it the miracle of um, of um, of the Eucharist. When okay. when 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 the communion turn, you know, in the Catholic Church, we believe that once the prayer by the priest is said, consecration, yeah. it is no longer bread; it is now the body, the, f- the body of Christ, and blood of Christ. So we have had miracles of such uh, bread turning into reflesh. Reflesh. Yes. So scientists are brought to test it. And they will test it's all the properties of flesh. Mm. We'll be there. Blood type, genotype, DNA, DNA, all of those things. Uh, is, it be, is it before people eat it or no? No, no, no. This it? one are some of because normally we have some we keep for okay. adoration and all of that. And all of them have been pointed to the same blood group, to the same genotype, <laughs> to the same this, you know, mm. rigorously tested by okay. scientists. This one is okay. not this. So what I'm saying is. The, that's why you don't, it's not in the habit of the Catholic Church. Mm. Uh, you will never see anywhere in the Vatican. You rarely see where the Pope will come and bring someone and say, hey, I prayed for this person. And she conceived and gave birth. After 20 years, you don't see that happen. The, it, it happens a lot in Protestant churches. Yeah. And I know, is, so, is the God that worshiping in, in the Catholic Church different from, I don't know what exactly happening. We have more miracles <laughs> happening in the Catholic Church. Just like I say, we don't flaunt them. Number one, okay. we've not undergone the rigorous process of objective testing, not in okay. all cases. And okay. then number two, miracles happen all the time. All the time. But, you know, most advertisements of miracles, there are usually ulterior motives these yeah. are mostly by people who are looking for more worshippers in their church they just want to swell their number it's not yeah, necessarily yeah. because they want to give uh, i've seen people. i've seen uh, various pastors in nigeria actually waking dead bodies in their churches you know? who can confirm that i when don't know they, they don't even those people don't even return exactly. to the church so that's the funniest they thing they need to tell us when the guy that who certified him dead they certified him dead how many hours or days was he was he dead? Was he dead? There was one that was dead, dead for three years. In fact, they already embalmed his body three days. You know, they embalmed his body and so and it was done by a pastor in Nigeria. And all those did. investigations need to be done until they are done. I, I don't. Me personally, as a priest, I believe in miracles, but I regard most of what flies on media as miracles with uh, with skepticism and suspicion. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, but oh, that is uh, I, I love what you actually said but I wish I wish the people in Nigeria could actually you know uh, could actually uh, the churches in Nigeria could actually adopt adopt the same methods you know but uh, 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 that's also testing for the absence you know it is not testing for the presence it is testing, testing for the absence you know how do we test for the presence the presence of miracles can we actually use like you know canonizing the saints can we actually use this na- these saints and uh, the name of these saints and actually pray to them and actually uh, 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 to get m- to to be healed, you know, like like can I pray if if this for example if this one is praying to praying to Saint Peter Saint Saint Peter and and uh, I I need an healing too and can can I also pray to Saint Saint Peter and actually be healed? Can we actually use these steps to actually determine well, if well because miracle is not a right, mm. it's not a right. 
is, is, is the reward for faith. And you know you don't negotiate your reward. So even if St. Peter healed somebody now, mm. or through the intercession of St. Peter, invocation of St. Peter, and somebody else gets healed, there is no guarantee that every other sick person, when they go through that same prayer process or whatever this other person did to get healed, that, that person will get healed. That's another aspect of testimonies in Nigeria people don't understand. If it, that somebody got healed in one crusade or in one ministry or church, does not mean that if you carry all the sick people and go there, the person will be healed because miracle isn't your prerogative. It is not like um, um, it's not like an a scientific experiment that once you do it under the same condition, the same outcome will always uh, be what you have. No. But, but how do you think people would actually regard? Would uh, we be able to rely on the same method for for healing? You know, people. It's not a method. It. That's why it's not a method. It's not a method. Faith is not a method. It's God that yeah. rewards faith. He and He decides when mm. and where He does it. There is no method. There is no formula. If you tell me that, oh, I won't be able to rely on it. Or if I can't actually do the same thing, like no, it's not science. You can't do it and and decide. Like I said, that is not happening for you. That does not mean it's not happening elsewhere. And that is happening elsewhere does not mean it will happen for you. That's part why it is faith. It is not a laboratory experiment. Okay. Uh, 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 look, let's talk about about evolution and natural selection. You know, evolution and natural selection. Uh, uh, do you do you all the the uh, this is actually different. Though. Do you all the creation story the creation story in the Bible about Adam and Eve having uh conceiving the whole world as uh, literally true or or is there another or or you actually buy into you, you actually accept the fact of evolution or or you owe the Bible as you know as uh, the Bible creation story as literally true. Or how do you explain our, our own human origin species? Creation species. is the origin of humanity. Creation is the origin of every material thing that is. That the creation creation in the Bible creation, creation yes yeah. Bible creation. Now um, the Bible in Genesis the main the main the main point of those who think is that. There was a time there was nothing until God intervened and decided that things would be. So he made everything there is from nothing. That is the point in the Bible. The details, you might question the details, you might uh, critique the details and all of that. The Bible is not interested in giving you scientific exactitude of how material reality or the universe came to be. What the Bible is doing is to tell you that this is why or how it happened. That we humans actually came like we were created the way we are. You know? Yes. Like wow. Yes. Wow. Uh, uh, but but you know that that is this that is another creation story in Australia from the Ingana serpent. The Ingana serpent actually is is said to be from the native Austral- Australians. You know they are all dead now. The Tasmanians they are, they, they worship the they worship the Ingana serpent. They are all dead now. You know, uh, and and this in this story. It was it was said that the Ingana serpent actually created uh, the moon, the stars, even in Hinduism also, you know. But how do we actually know? Like that way, how do we actually know that this that story is true, or that story is false, and and it is not? Because if I can actually invoke my God into creation, but how do we actually know know that that this God, uh, 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 this these stories are true? How do we know that? You know. So, but how you, do we confirm it? You are missing the point, and the point is that. Each of these uh, religions or cultures you just mentioned are all pointing at the same thing, that somebody, whether it's a serpent for the Tasmanians or the yeah. tortoise for whichever. The Native Americans, thought it is tortoise. Yeah. So, but all they are <laughs> saying is that some supernatural power um. is the reason or was behind the appearance of the reality as we know it now. Mm. For us Christians, it is God. Mm. But, so what do you say to evolution and the mountains of I would say mountains of evidence for now? me I am not I don't totally discredit evolution mm. evolution meaning that uh, um, things develop gradually uh, what wasn't there before for instance I think if you put a bread and leave it for a while it will develop mood and stuff like that and things like that or some animals didn't have certain features they have now before their ancestors, you know, so you know, they evolved certain mm. things. They were 
for instance, animals that developed wing. They were land animals to survive. They decided to take to flight, to start to fly. And there, there were some that were living in the sea before, and they discovered that. Now, why don't I come try it? And they land Yes, and they developed uh, certain things. That's what evolution um, says. But evolution does not explain the origin of whatever be the primordial first thing of species from which all these other mutations of modification we we the origin of life not the origin of life what what evolution is the origin of life no evolution is the origin of life we are telling the just not like we are telling informations that could actually prove you are you open to actually examine informations that actually says that that actually proves that you know uh what you actually say isn't totally correct you know are you open to actually examining those informations what i've said here is that evolution has not been met the macro the macro the macro macro evolution progress, has you know? not been has not been scientifically all right are, are you open to informations that could actually say no, not that information data data that actually says otherwise yes. All right, I actually like that. I like that you actually actually open-minded, you know, and and I have to actually say this, you know, I have to actually clarify, clarify this. There is uh uh there is absolutely no uh no way, like you know, I've heard people ask questions like, uh, if there are chimpanzees, why is it, uh, if there are chimpanzees and we evolved from chimpanzees, you know, uh, uh why are there still chimpanzees? But 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 the thing is that like uh, a, a modern animal can't become a, another modern animal, you know. Like, you know, a, a presence, like, chimpanzees can't become human. They, we share common ancestors, you know, because evolution doesn't work that way. We share a common ancestor, but a chimp can't become human, you know. We we share, both, yeah, both of us actually share the common ancestors. There, there we went away, they went time. away. No, there wasn't a time a chimp evolved into a human being. Why, why do you think, of course, a chimp can't actually evolve into but apes? What time. about the apes? What Even about apes? apes, there wasn't a time. All right, all right. Uh, why do you think, I want to ask this question, you know, why do you think we, we can actually transfer pig tissues, pig tissues into, into man? You know? why, why do, what do you think would be the biological relationship between humans and pigs that would be able to transfer their tissues into human? Matter of factly, your DNA and the DNA of a banana mm. isn't much different. Uh, uh, it is. It is. Uh, no, but no, but, it, but it, where it would that be? Where would that because be? That we are more related to some animals than we are more that they are far far uh, chloroquine. It seems like you know that there are some other animals like we are more related to chimps, like chimpanzees, for example. It is the cl- our closest relative, and it shares about ninety percent of our DNA. It is. It is evolutionists that are saying that that they are our closest relatives because chimps have some anatomical about, about biological features, uh, this thing with human beings and i could say that listen all of us were created by god in genesis 2 it was man that named all the animals if you understand the the biblical logic for marriage this is very funny but <laughs> it is very true okay. when god was looking for a companion the bible say genesis you say god saw that it was not good for the man to be alone or make him a suitable helpmate. So now God was searching for a suitable helpmate for the man. Okay. So what was the first thing God did? He brought all the animals to the man. Uh, the, but what about the second chapter, chapter the of the Bible that actually says that animals were actually created before men? Can I finish this? Yeah, okay. that's not a problem. Animal, animals were created first, then man. But then God saw that it was not good for the man to be alone. Among all the animals, he was the only one alone. That means none was found so god said okay let's 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 get him a, a helper and god presented the animals it was man that named the animals the bible said he gave all the animals their name and each became what it is what man called it then at the end no suitable helpmate was found for man in other words the first place that was searched that god brought to man to see if he can find his weapon was from the animal world that also shows that there are certain similarities and things we share biologically there isn't even much different between human beings and animals a specific difference here in this in, in in religious language is the spirit in genesis to god breathed into man 
It is that breath of life that distinguished man from every other animal. Scientists would look at it from the brain or from the neurological point um, of view. But for us, it is the spirit of God. It is the breath of God that distinguishes us actually from, um, uh, from other um, animals. There isn't much. Pigeons can be taught to walk in the factory. They can detect faults. Chimpanzees can be taught to read, write, and intelligence. Do you understand? Mm. But not as human beings. The difference is that breath of God. So my point is, we share a lot in common with them because all of us, all of us come from the same origin, the same person who created us, created them. Well, what do you think about what do you think about the historicity of the Bible? You know, do you think? Uh, 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 the things that are actually that, that was said to have happened in the Bible actually happened the way it was said to, to be happened to have happened, you know, like the uh, the great flood, uh, the Exodus and uh, and other or uh, the Exodus, the mass immigration out of Egypt, migration out of Egypt. Do you think those things happened the way the Bible actually, is that, is that especially the flood, especially and also uh, the suspension of 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 of, of the sun in the sky. And and the, uh, all, all of those things, those miracles, you know, uh, like uh, Elijah, <laughs> Elijah miracles. And, we and, don't need to and, go further. Yeah. Um, historicity of the Bible. One, in other words, we want to know whether all those stories stored in the Bible are historical. Are historical. Are, are, are historical okay, so this is it. The Bible is a library. When you get to a library, you have different sections of different books. You have books on fictions. You have books on uh, history. You have books on geography, you have books on politics, and all of that. And you don't understand fiction the way you understand history, the way you understand um, other literatures. So in the Bible, you find such. There are stories that are pure stories, theological or spiritual stories that came from reflection or from revelation, or from inspiration of particular human experiences, and also used as exhortation for people. Let me give you a good example. Jesus' story of the Good Samaritan. It was not, Jesus wasn't telling you the story of something that happened somewhere, somehow. No, like Jesus, and the prodigal son also. And the, the prodigal those son are, Those also. are proverbs. Yeah. Like, so so those sorry. were stories he told to teach people who their neighbor is, or what repentance in the case of the prodigal uh, 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 um, son is. So it wouldn't make sense to come and ask somebody, did the prodigal son actually happen? Did he exist? No, that's not the point. He wasn't telling you history. He was teaching you how merciful God is, what repentance is all about. So spread across the Bible. In Genesis, there are stories that were told to explain certain things. They were not historical things. I mean, the story in itself is not historical. But what, what about the Great Flood? Do you think is it is it a is it a parable to actually talk about about something about disobedience to God or or do you think it actually really happened? The flood, the, the, the flood of Noah. Yeah. Well, like I said, even scientific um, data has proven that there were times you had such. Um, well, point to that moment. You that very moment, you know. No, yeah, the, the, this could be the, 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 the writer's way of capturing the story of either something he had happened or even he experienced part of it. You know, so it, it may not be historical accuracy, like somebody carrying a camera filming things as they were happening. No, but like I said, sometimes some of them are a retelling of the story of something that had happened long ago and they're now using it to bring out a lesson that people should know, or even an attempt to answer why this happened as and when it happened, and the possibility of it happening again, how our conduct and actions as human beings can affect creation. So the flood story is not a historical, uh, so to say, account that the person who witnessed it was there when it was happening and all of that, no. But the flood story tells you what has happened in human history before, it is also very possible to happen again. And in the case of an uh, imminent danger to life, mm. what should believers in God do? That's where the ark comes. I hope you know the ark is interpreted in the New Testament as baptism. Mm. So for the flood not to wash the sinner away, the sinner needs to be baptized. The only way you guarantee eternal life is through baptism and all of that. So mm. that's, that's how oh, we... Oh, but, but why do you think 
the, the, there is a need for the interpretation you know like you know like like through time there are a lot of people in time through in the past even like right now there are a lot of people that actually felt feel like the flood you know that was a great flood that actually wiped and there was only seven people left and those people actually I, I, like the creationists in the u.s actually think that like and even in nigeria a lot of them some friends of mine actually think that i'm I'm, I'm actually gave it to Kush, well, I actually gave it to the rest of Africans, and you know, I'm was caused by Noah, and we are a descendant of that. In fact, I made a video about it. Renomokri uh, actually said that we are a descendant of that caused lineage. You know, he isn't taking it metaphorically or, or uh, in, as a parable. No, he's just he's saying that we are we actually are descendants of, of that. I've heard um, many preachers who say that these are people who interpret Bible ignorantly. They have not gone through the rigorous process of biblical exegesis. Even me here, there are, there are things called hermeneutics for, for, for in biblical uh, scholarship. It's not everybody that can just carry them. The Bible is a complex literature. You have to undergo certain um, professional training to know how to interpret the Bible. Forget that somebody said the Spirit told me, and a whole lot of it happens. Yes, some people are ignorant. How can anybody tell me that the black man? The black man is a descendant. He is from the, I, is a descendant of. I Disney. made a video about. No, it's it, it, it's ignorance. It is pious ignorance that people are just spreading everywhere. They have not. They have. Not, they have no no uh, no expertise on what they are what they are talking about. I don't believe that. I don't believe mm. that. The 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 change in you, every human being. Started as a black. I think science. Proved science that. actually proved yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Every man is started as black. The reason we have differences in color is it's because what, some people it's, migrated. Yes, it's weather, climate, climatic uh, conditions, and all of that. So some of these uh, people who claim to give Bible, they are, they are wallowing. It in is like people stuff. are just interpreting it the way they will just. Uh, and I'm very sure. No more. We just say you, that's how you know it, you know, and that's how I actually know it, you know. I'm, I'm not very sure. I'm not sure that guy is the kind of... The, the Kali Church, I know that, by the way, without sounding um, triumphalistic mm. or proud, remember it's the Kali Church that gave the Bible to the, to the whole world. Yeah, to the whole world. Yeah. I, I, I like to actually tell people that way. Yeah, know, so the Kali Church no. never interprets the Bible uh, that way to say that the black race descended from... It is from, the Protestants. Uh, from, the, from, from, an aspect of Protestants. Descended from Kush. So many of these people, they are simply... Let's just give them some nice description. They are simply resourceful in their ignorance. <laughs> yes. They are resourceful. I love that resourcefulness, you know. They, they can actually find whatever they want. They just to use ignorance to do certain things that uh, probably benefits them or even gives those who are listening to them some opiate experience. Oh, mm -hmm. I descended from Kush and Kush, therefore I need to go through deliverance or blah, 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 do this, that. Bullshit. <laughs> oh, oh, well, uh, that that's lovely. <laughs> uh, uh, what what evidence actually convinced you? You know, like the specific evidence actually convinced you about your faith, about the reality of your faith. You know, I would I would love to actually hear that evidence because for me, as a lot of a lot of atheists online, I don't like calling myself an atheist, but a lot of us actually just look for an evidence. You know, I've, I've asked a lot of people. I asked a, a religious a, a, someone once and a, a pastor once, and he was like. He's not going to answer, no. But what evidence, you know, what evidence can we actually point to? A knockdown evidence that can actually point to, that can actually disprove everything, this, this, uh, what this atheist like me actually stand for. No. Uh, St. Augustine says to those who believe. It's St. Augustine, right? St. Augustine, I'm, yeah. go I'm going to, I, I love that you actually brought him up. He's one of those, you know, guys that actually yeah. love He said book, to those who believe, no explanations are necessary. And to those who don't believe, no explanations will be sufficient. <laughs> That's the way he captured it. I can't give you evidence because evidence has um, a legal and scientific um, coloration. And we are talking about spiritual reality. Yes, spiritual realities aren't subject to scientific or legal or political uh, measurements, so to say. So... I was born into the Christian faith. I think it's simple. In first Timothy was, would be telling Timothy that um, the faith that was in his grandmother, that was in his mother, and then passed on to him. So some of us are lucky. We received our faith as more like a transmission and inheritance from our parents. Mm -hmm. So I grew up being a Catholic, and that was from my parents. So then when I started using my reasoning, 
and my intelligence and all of that. I, I moved from just somebody who got the faith from his parents to somebody who is convinced. But if I mind you, there are people who have grown and left. Like me. Okay. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't leave. Not because my parents would kill me today if I leave. No. I stay because... Uh, I'm convinced there is one Catholic, popular Catholic theologian, oh, God rest his soul, Hans King, who just passed away. When he wrote a book, he said, why I am still a Christian. He gave his reasons why I'm still a Christian, you know. In other words, despite every other thing, there are reasons why I'm still a Christian. So I can also say that because I believe in God. It's a gift. Faith is a gift. Romans 12, 3, it to each man has been given a measure of faith. I believe in God and I thank him for that gift he has given to me. Then, the more I read books, scientific books on material things, be it um, uh, marine life, space, and uh, the world of matter, atom, uh, subatomic particles, and all of that, the animal world, the more I read those books, the more I get convinced about God. If you are conversing with the book of Job, yeah. from Job 38, I think 38 or 37, when God began to answer Job, I pointed out to Christians, do you know God did not start quoting spiritual or pious things? No. God went uh, cosmological. The questions he asked Job, they were cosmology. I mean, cosmological questions. Where were you when the heavens were made? Do you know the dimensions of the world? Do you know where the sun rises from? Do you know how the animals get their food? Cosmological questions. Do you know the foundation of the earth and all of that? You know, so the more I, mind you, I like science a whole lot. I embrace science with uh, my two hands. I read, if I, if I tell them that I read more of science books now than, because I'm very um, discreet in what I read. All these uh, uh, flimsy literatures written by roadside uh, men and women of God. If you go now, you know that I, I, I have studied a lot. They are flying everywhere. Everybody, everyone is just writing, uh, writing books. books in the name of this. And I don't. I I, I wouldn't tell people stop reading all those nonsense. Stop watching. To, Christians should stop reading only books written by their men of God and all of that. Read other books too and widen your knowledge. Those who watch DSTV. It's not only every time you are watching uh, the religious channels. There are channels like, uh, I have gained, I mean, I have stood in awe of God from watching National Geographic. Curiosity I, I love Street. that, you know. Like, I, from yeah. listening to Tyrus, is it Tyrus Gibson, give, um, you know, the Odyssey on space, you know, telling you what mass is all about, the dimension of the space. I mean, that scientists have proven that space is still expanding yeah, at the speed of light. How could anybody not marvel Marvelous at that? You know, like so that. <laughs> my romance with science okay, has okay. even made me believe in God. So both from within, from outside, I'm convinced. Wow. Wow. Uh, a lot of people just think that the lives of atheists are actually dry, you know, that we do not actually get awe and wonder from, from the world, but, but no, uh, but, but we do, you know, and, and, and it's very beautiful, even to the very, very, very end of your life, you know. Now I want to ask you this question, you know, if there is a chance, you know, to actually, for you to actually live forever, to actually marvel at that awesomeness and, and the wonder of the world, you know, to actually dwell in it and actually bask in, in the sunrise and the sunset, you know, the, the beauty of, of the glaciers in, 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 uh, in Greenland and, and Antarctica, you know, if, if you could actually live forever and join that in your physical body, you know, would you? By the way, um, even talking about those uh, scientific uh, discoveries that helped me deeper in God, it's in the Bible, Psalm number 8, it says, Oh Lord my God, uh, when I or someone that consider the works of your hands, when I look at the heavens, you have made the stars and all of that. Then what is man? Like the wonder of God's creation is deeper in the stars in the galactic beings. But why, 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 why do you think He created all those things? That, that no, we, our, our, our minds might not, our, our, we, we might we, not even get to. We can't even comprehend. That's to show you how mighty God is, and that's why I tell Christians that listen, because some Christians think that. Uh, Long before we came to exist, God has been there. 
So I don't think that you're doing God any favor by worshiping him. I guess that's why uh, God's love and miracle is not conditioned by your religious affiliation. What to your question? Would I want to stay? No. Dude, this world is imperfect. No matter how long you stay in it. And then just imagine now at the age of 60, 70, your organs are beginning to shrivel. Yeah, well, if you can actually make sure you can avoid all those things. If but how is that possible? Things. That is hypothetical. Yeah, but hypothetical. There are companies working working at it right now. Oh. Like uh, Calico in Calico or uh, Gogu uh, Cryonics uh, Cryonics in California. They want they are, they are and they are they are they have successfully elongated a lifespan. Do you mind lifespan by ten years? No. Right now, that I know I know every scientist in Harvard University. I studied at Harvard online, and I know of a scientist in Harvard University that have successfully that can actually make animals age within a day or two, and they they they, have, they physically they will look they will look uh, uh a year a year old. Just, just in two days. Is and Iman, he has, you know, these things that, these are things no, that. No, but how, around. how old did he make somebody to get? I mean, he, how himself, he, himself, he, 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 because you know, death is he can't. Actually, he made himself ten years. Uh, yeah, ten years, ten years younger. Look, look, ten years younger. Yes. Yeah, he, he, he's still he, gonna he die. He, he's still gonna die. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but you know, it's now that death is now a technical problem. You know, we have a short. At, at actually fixing it because you know it aging actually happens in the mitochondria. Do you, rem- do you do people think that death is the worst? People think that death is the worst calamity be befalling mm. mankind. No, it is not. You could even if scientists find cure for death, would they find cure for vices? Is there any pill that people will take now? And they will stop lying. They will stop cheating. They will stop killing. Terrorists no longer. You can elongate, make yourself yeah, look. There are, there are other problems. Uh, so you can make yourself look twenty years younger, and somebody will just snap the life out of you. Remember, you don't die because you're old. <laughs> so yeah, so heaven is um is um is the last uh, ultimate destination. There is no place comparable to it. Uh, if if you could if you could actually meet meet God right now and actually sit with him. Have a conversation like the one we're actually having right now. What would what would your question to him be? I'm like, God, why are you still wasting time to call all the politicians in Nigeria to a round <laughs> table conference with you? Like, where, where are they still I, I'm not saying kill them. I'm like, take them to heaven. Let them just, let just, them just go there. And since they like enjoyment, let them go now because, I mean, the, the situation of the country, like... It, it gives me um, heartache. So I want my country to be better than you. So I'm like, God, please, if you can, all of them, all those who are involved in the mess, religious leaders, political leaders, uh, business people, whoever, anybody who has made up his mind that this country will not change, will not be better than it is by any means. Just summon them to a meeting in heaven. Let them just go and rest. In oh, all of them. But, but, but do you think life is why are you not actually praying for god to actually take all of us and just leave them on it since the light what is imperfect and everyone is oh he better. can just take all of us and leave them let them now eat themselves it, and yeah, of course now. well it's, it's, it's <laughs> whichever <right>. way <laughs> all right yeah thanks for coming on the show thank you so much you know <laughs>